0: when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code cupofmurder at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles we're away. by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird. Religion. <laughs> Morning. Cup of Murder. When women keep disappearing and they all seem to have a connection to one man, Doesn't that seem to raise some red flags? On August 2nd, 1944, a man named Tony Costa was born. And as an adult, seemed to have some bad luck when it came to the women around him. They just kept disappearing. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Anton Charles Costa, or Tony, was born on August 2nd, 1944. Though, other than his birth date, not much is known about his life pre crimes. When he was 16 years old, he invaded a Massachusetts apartment and bent over the teenage girl watching as she slept. She woke up and her screams sent him running. Three days later, he returned, tied her up, and tried to drag her down the stairs of her apartment before her neighbors intervened. In June of 1966, he came home with two girls, Bonnie Williams and Diane Fedoroff. He informed his wife that he was going to drive the women to Pennsylvania, drop them off, and then head to California alone. He returned home ten days later, and the girls were never seen again. The next year, while hiking in the Truro Woods, Costa shot a female acquaintance with an arrow. He apologized for the accident. By 1968, his marriage was in shambles. Not long after, his girlfriend, Barbara Spalding, left her child with relatives and was never seen again. A week later, 18-year-old Sydney Monson vanished from her home in Provincetown. By August, Costa was officially divorced and had a brand new live-in lover named Susan Perry. She lasted only a week before disappearing on September 10th. When questioned, Costa told his friends that she had just up and left for Mexico. Not long after her disappearance, Tony was arrested, but not for the apparent trend of missing women in his wake, but for the failure to support his wife and children. He was held until November and shortly thereafter started spending time with Christine Gallant. On November 23rd, Christine was found dead in her New York apartment, drowned in a bathtub after an apparent barbiturate overdose. On November 24th, 1969, Patricia Walsh and Marianne Wysocki, disappeared on a visit to Provincetown. Two weeks later, the mutilated body of Susan Perry was finally found. It had been cut into eight pieces and found scattered. On March 4th, the dismembered body of Patricia Walsh, Marianne Ann and Sidney Monzen were found, buried together a mile and a half away from the old Truro Cemetery, where the first body was found. Their bodies showed signs of mutilation with a knife But the cause of death was officially a gunshot. Police found that the burial site was Costa's private garden that he used to grow marijuana and he was arrested under the suspicion of murder. Here's where things get confusing. Some reports say that Patricia and Marianne had been shot and that the hearts of all three women were removed. Teeth marks and evidence of necrophilia were also apparent. But some reports say that the gruesome details of their murder were simply wild fabrication of Edmund Dennis, the district attorney in Costas' case, who used the murders as a projection into celebrity. However, the women died. The fact remained that Tony Costa murdered these three women. While in custody, he changed his story many times, often implicating several innocent friends and failing the polygraph examinations. He was given a psychiatric examination and was diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. One psychiatrist called him the modern-day Marquis de Sade, stating that he was a sexually dangerous man. On July 12, 1969, Tony Costa confessed to the murder of Mary Ann Wysocki. He was tried and convicted of four counts of murder and sentenced to life imprisonment. He stocked his cell with books on ritual magic and the occult, and lived out four years of his sentence before he hanged himself with a leather belt. Before doing so, he wrote a book of his own called Resurrection, in which he claims a friend named Carl was out with Walsh and Waisaki doing drugs when he shot the women. He was able to heroically subdue Carl, but had to use a knife to end Marianne's suffering. Kurt Vonnegut, whose daughter knew Costa, likened this man to Jack the Ripper. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 3rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.